This is Lori Forrester, the wine coach with The Sipping Point. Well, we've been sipping two delicious dry French rosé, and they're perfect for this time of year. But I know someone who would really appreciate these French rosé, and that's the director of winemaking for Robert Mondavi Winery, John V.F. Janssens. She started learning about winemaking at an early age with her father in France, studied at the University of Bordeaux, but in 1974, she got bit by the California wine bug, came out to California and worked at Robert Mondavi Winery, then consulted all over the valley, ending up at Opus One Winery as the director of production. And now she is the head of winemaking, director of winemaking at Robert Mondavi Winery, one of the most famous here in America and, of course, all over the world. Welcome, John Viev. And thank you very much to have me talking to you about the passion of winemaking. Oh, I love that. And, you know, we've been sipping these dry French rosé, and I knew, being from France, that you would appreciate them. I wish you were with us. Yes, I wish too. But uh, it's June now, and June is Robert Mondavi Heritage Month. And I don't know if people know, but Mr. Mondavi was born on June 18th. And so that's why you chose to celebrate his life this month, correct? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, he would be 99, I guess, here yeah. this year. And I think for a lot of the younger folks, they don't necessarily know a world without fine wine in California. But before Mondavi and some of the other founding fathers, wine in California wasn't taken very seriously. Yes, uh, the wine the wine was not um, with a purist vision. So a wine could have been named a variety, but in the bottle, uh, you could have all the variety and a little bit of the variety announced on the label. So some regulation arrived uh, around 1966, mm-hmm. or maybe a little bit later. And uh, the one was sweet, but I think all those ones were great for an introduction to winemaking and wine wine lovers. Right. So um, a big change with uh, Mr. Mondavi and others, um, people like him. Absolutely. And yeah, I think we remember those jug wines, Hardy Burgundy, Mountain Chablis, <laughs> which bore no resemblance to Burgundies or Chablis from France. And what would you say, you know, I know Mondavi, Robert Mondavi was really into, you know, bringing that uh, clarity to the bottle, what was really in there and focusing on those dry, fine wines. What would you say are some of his top innovations in the wine world? First of all, um, the, the, for, for us, his top innovation was uh, fermenting uh, white wines in uh, stainless steel. In the past, in uh, the California, it was more concrete tanks mm. or redwood tanks. Okay. And uh, the purity of the fruit, it took it from uh, the stainless steel tank. So it was one of the rare wineries being 100% stainless steel. And that's a reason why I came in California. That was to see the new modern wineries and he has built with his vision. That's great. And certainly, you know, he didn't stop there. He also innovative with Fumé Blanc because previous to Fumé Blanc, no one had really labeled a wine that way or even thought to oak age a Sauvignon Blanc necessarily here in the States, right? Yes. And he took his inspiration from France. Uh, in 1966, he traveled in the region of the Sauvignon Blanc, 
and uh, with his genius uh, brand, it, brand, is decided and he will bring uh, the Puy Fumé mm -hmm. and the Sauvignon Blanc from Bordeaux uh, of the Grave, and he blended it in one word, and it, that was his uh, discovery. But in the same time, it was not just the name, it was the style bringing with him. So he wanted to have a true Sauvignon Blanc flavor with mm -hmm. a little bit, a touch of Sémillon, just like in Bordeaux, the Graves, but in the same time fermented in barrels. And that was another innovation because usually the, Fumé Blanc, the Sauvignon Blanc was fermented in uh, big concrete tanks. Mm -hmm. But uh, now uh, when he came back, we fermented the wine in the sm small barrels of 60 gallons. So mm. definitely he brought to the wine industry in California the refinement of fermenting in barrels. I love that. And in a little bit, we're going to talk about a chance for everybody listening to raise a glass to Robert Mondavi virtually with you. <laughs> but one of the other things that I, as reading about him, I know he was passionate about, and you are too, is about enjoying wine with food and making it part of the dining process. Can you talk a little bit about how he had innovated there too? Yes, because again, um, traveling in France, he went to the best uh, chef and restaurant and he realized and all the wines were always pairing in, in a very wonderful way with the chef vision of the food. Mm -hmm. So he never wanted to have a big, um, a big prima donna on the table, but he always wanted refined finesse and elegance, but in the same time with a sense of, uh, the, the sense of terroir. So, and the sense of origin. So when, we are making the wine at, at the winery. We're mm -hmm. always thinking about doing the wine which belongs to the vineyard of where we are, mm -hmm. but at the same time to think about the beautiful food that a chef can make. Love that. And a little bit later, we're going to talk to Chef James Barrett from the Weston Annapolis, and I'm pairing up with him. We're going to do a whole dinner with your wine, Jean-Viev, paired with the right foods and uh, on June 7th. So I'm really excited about that later. But on June 15th, we're going to be able to virtually toast with you at a live happy hour online to celebrate Mondavi Heritage Month. And tell me a little bit more about how you guys are pulling that off. Oh, we are going to, it's a fantastic event. We are going to have all over the world people tune at the same time and we are going to pro broadcast um, this, the, the event at the winery and with Margaret Mondavi. And myself, we will just cheers, Mr. Mondavi, and his beauty of loving wine and making such a great um, participation uh, in the wine industry. So that will be a fantastic moment and pretty oh, unique yes. because it's all over the world. So it's going to be streaming live at 5 p.m. each of 5 p.m. in each time zone. So you're going to do it at 5 p.m. Pacific and then Central and Eastern? Yes. Wonderful. And if folks go to robertmondavi.com slash toast, they can get all the information on how to do this. And it's a live webcast on Facebook. So you guys are, you know, speaking of innovation, you guys are really leveraging all the new technologies to have this live happy hour, aren't you? Yeah, it's a must. We have to, that, to do that. We have to continue the legacy of Mr. Mondavi and his vision. Absolutely. And I like to say to people, especially for some of the new millennial wine drinkers, that Robert Mondavi, to me, is like the Steve Jobs of wine, right? Yeah. I mean, he was that type of innovator where, you know, people really connected with what he's brought. And I'm so excited to toast with you on June 15th at 5 p.m. Anything else we should know about Heritage Month? Uh, it's going to be a lovely month for pairing 
very nice fresh food because it's a summer and Love our it. wine which always finish with a fresh tone in the mouth field so that's fresh is um is the, is the the world and of uh, food and wine and Mr. Mondavi being there with a spirit in a glass Oh, I love that. Well, I'm toasting you right now. Thanks for being on the show. And I look forward to toasting with you on June 15th, robertmondavi.com slash toast. Thanks, we John Biev. all there. Thank Yay. you. All right. Bye-bye. Cheers. Discover the recipe for a delicious life each week on The Sipping Point with Lori Forster, the wine coach, each week, Saturdays at 1230 p.m. on WBAL 1090 a.m. or at WBAL.com.